What's up, everyone? Welcome back to a very special episode of the 817 Podcast. I'm Jimmy Sweeney here with my co-host, EJ Carrion. And EJ, where are we? We're currently at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Um, we're doing this with clothes on, not in our PJs in the living room, making this happen. So it feels a little bit more legit. Uh, thank you for Visit Fort Worth for allowing us to be a part of this. I mean, we drove down this morning to be here. And that was like the easiest drive to Austin. Yeah, usually I dread drives to Austin because it's going to be like four hours of standstill traffic. And we made it in 2.30 and you weren't really even speeding. I know. Look at that. <laughs> I would come to Austin more if it was like yeah. that. But, <laughs> but Visit Fort Worth has an incredible activation here. We didn't really know what we were walking into. And when we walked up, we were just like, man, they went all out repping Fort Worth, doing this right. Uh, and we're excited to get into kind of our, our normal Yeah, let's uh, tell them like what we do, how, how it works. Like, what is the 817 podcast, how we started? You want to kind of give the idea? Yeah, so every week we cover local news, politics, trends, business in the city of Fort Worth and Tarrant County. Uh, and so usually we come in with three to four short stories and then one big story for the week followed by our, our wins and losses. Uh, and we just kind of had a, have a good time breaking down all of the, the news in both print and digital for the week into a nice 45 to 45 minute to one hour episode for you posted every Monday. So start your week off with some news about the city of Fort Worth. Yeah. A lot of the, the idea of how we started the 817 podcast was, I mean, even just being in here, hearing all these super excited people excited to be here in Fort Worth and we're telling them about November's election and how important it is. And they're like, oh, we have an election, you know, so I think it's a very important like the idea is here. We spend probably 10 hours a week looking at the news, reading the news. So in 45 minutes, we give you the best five news stories you should know about Fort Worth to hopefully optimize your day and time as you start your week off. And so, and what's really exciting about me and Jimmy is like, we're not really affiliated with anyone, you know, with this is, you know, this is not our job. We're just two entrepreneurs who do this on a Sunday uh, because we care about the city of Fort Worth and where it's going. So let's get started. I know you got the first story for us, which we're going to get hot real quick. Yeah. And even before that, <laughs> President Joe Biden was in Fort Worth this week talking to veterans. So just a, a cool little uh, trip in and trip out on Air Force One, but really awesome to, to have the president come make a stop in Fort Worth this week. Uh, but getting into our first story of the week, coming from Fort Worth Weekly, uh, there's been a lot going on with Mercy Culture Church. Uh, they have a few political candidates from this past primary that won their primaries, and they're coming under a little heat for having formed and funded their own pack and uh, endorsing candidates publicly on stage, which if you weren't aware for uh, a nonprofit church like that is outside, it's out of bounds. You can't do that. <laughs> uh, so it'll be interesting to see if that's something that they can continue getting away with, or maybe they're going to have a little hammer come down on them. But either way, they, they figured out the, the formula for getting their candidates elected now and you might remember Steve Panate from the mayoral election last year. Yeah, what did he get, like fourth? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he beat Anzato, which we endorsed for from the pod. So, I mean, Steve Panate 
running for mayor, just being a pastor of a church, it shows how strong that mobilization is of that of that of that church. Yeah, and they they've really figured out the formula to uh, getting themselves over the finish line in these primaries. And Tim uh, O'Hare has their blessing, which is um, yeah. So Tim O'Hare beat out. Uh, former mayor Betsy Price in the primary, which I would say is probably one of the biggest upsets we've had in Tarrant County in a long time. And uh, he didn't just beat her like he obliterated yeah. her. Like, so definitely something to be on the lookout for come November. And as uh, in the lead up to those elections, because uh, they're, they're spitting some ideas out there that, don't necessarily reflect the y'all means all that Fort Worth is going for. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that is what's interesting is, you know, Betsy Price has had a pretty much lock and really visit Fort Worth wouldn't be in existence without her kind of support. And so when you have, you know, the OG kind of mama bear Fort Worth get spanked by Tim O'Hare from, from South Lake, um, it just shows you how, um, it, now, now I feel like you have a lot of centered Fort Worthians who are now having to decide: Will they vote for a Democrat this year and go for Deborah Peoples, who always loses to Betsy Price, but now doesn't have that, or will they itch over to Tim O'Hare? And uh, I'm sure we we'll see what happens. Or will they just not vote? Oh like yeah, we're, that would be good we're not we're not known for having the the best voting record, and so uh, with without a, a centered candidate, that that could be the way people go as well. Yeah, which would be good for Deborah Peoples. Yeah. Like, I don't think Deborah needs Betsy Price's voters no. to, to, do, to, to beat Tim O'Hare. Right. And that would be really nice. That would be really nice. What do we have next? All right, so next we have a story out of the Fort Worth Report. Um, and it's basically about uh, the, the students from the Black Student Association going on a hunger strike, fighting over the lack of representation at the, uni at the University of Texas Wesleyan as well as um, just a lack of uh, classes in the social sciences around race, uh, around um, kind of black history. And so a group of black student association students and leaders uh, decided to go on a hunger strike starting March 6th. And they met with the university on March 11th. And they said they're going to continue the, the hunger strike until they get their requirements that they wanted. Um, I did find it interesting and funny though that they are going to take a break for spring break. Yeah. <laughs> that is the most, like, I mean, they're <laughs> like they're college kids. You gotta you gotta give them their their due for you know yeah. making sure they get their spring break time in. Yeah, they're like, hey, we're going to Cabo. I don't know if I can you know not eat anymore. Yeah. You know, but it there there's a graph further down in the article where uh, that shows that the undergraduate student population at Texas Wesleyan is maybe around 33% white. It, do, it doesn't have numbers. It just has colors, so I'm estimating a little. About 33% white, where the faculty population is almost 80% white. Yeah. So there's a, a massive disparity there. And, uh, I mean, especially in a, a day and age where uh, teaching racial equity and diversity is coming under fire for public schools, I think it's really important for a private institution that kind of operates outside of that to be able to step forward and say that they're committing to these things. Yeah. And, and as you also know, Texas Wesleyan is, is in the historic South side, right? You have a lot of strong black businesses there. Um, and so when you have a 
a university that's extremely expensive. I mean, I mean, we're talking TCU prices, but no one really knows it like that. In in the south side of Fort Worth, uh, now not having teachers that look like students walking on campus or even really being integrated in the fabric of that neighborhood. Um, I know that United Fort Worth, which is one of uh, our strongest grassroots kind of nonprofits out of Southside and really trying to push Fort Worth forward. Um, you know, as we sit in Austin, I think if we're ever going to be anything closer to an Austin from a progressive city, it's going to take um, groups like United Fort Worth to get there. And so, um, yeah, you know, I think it was, uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know if the follow-up story is going to have that they've made their dues. The students are not going to be on strike anymore and the university is going to listen to them. Uh, we will see uh, as the story continues. I love that these students feel empowered to do this, though. Like yeah. they see they see a problem. They see a gap in what they want out of their university and their education. And they're rallying together and standing up and saying, we have a voice. We can make change. And for a school that, you know, does kind of... Uh, is like the yang to TCU's yin yeah. as far as makeup and demographic of student population goes. It's it's really nice to see them saying, hey, like we want this at our school. We need this at our school and you're not delivering it right now. And yeah. we're going to stand up and say that we want that. Yeah. And and it's also to know, um, right, you have North Aggieland coming to Fort Worth as well. So that means Texas A&M is building its second campus right there in downtown Fort Worth, which is really going to put a, a unique spin to the university culture in Fort Worth because you've always had TCU. Now you have A&M. So Texas Wesleyan is doubling down on also trying to build up sports. So they have their stadium and they're building that. So a lot of the students are also frustrated that we're kind of going into the sports culture university um, where maybe they appreciated the more micro um, feel of their university not kind of being like a typical AM or tcu feel do we know much about what their demands are yeah i was looking at it here um looking at it it looks like we have here it is i mean basically they're asking for um social study a uh, social science class based on like black um experiences um, let me see here. Students of color, hostile student experience, bias and prejudice training for all educational staff. Um, they, they talked about how some of their edu educators and professors maybe have said some comments to them about race um, that was maybe not connected to kind of the experience they were looking for. And um, like shout out to administrators also for setting up a round table meeting with these students and not just brushing this under the rug, but saying like, yeah, we probably do have some areas where we can grow. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of the says uh, my, prof my professor said jokingly, well, why don't you just go to an HBCU if that's what you want? Mm. You know? So um, I think that was some, some of the bigger pieces uh, here. Release the list of demands. The demands include the implementation of bias, prejudice, and microaggression workshops for students, as well as a plan that includes minority representation in social science curriculum. The demand also asks for steps and a timeline toward creating an ethnic studies class. Yeah. So. Definitely something that we'll continue to be on the lookout for. Um, 
And uh, moving into front page of the Sunday paper of the Star Telegram, downtown reimagined. Oh yes, uh, we Sundance Square has been sitting fairly vacant for uh, basically the last year. So Sundance Square is right in the middle of downtown Fort Worth, and typically it's it's not a place locals go. It's a, more of a like meeting the needs of the convention center with restaurants, shopping. Um, and then you've just got a lot of in and out of business people, but they want to change that. They've seen it coming out of the pandemic that they haven't been able to fill the like 30% of empty storefronts that they have and that have been sitting empty for a long time now. Yeah. And they're trying to fill it with local businesses. Uh, this is, I mean, there's a lot to unpack in this story that we were kind of like, man, this is a major deal. So what we have here is Sundance Square will give local entrepreneurs a chance to break on rent um, and a bid for storefront space for 37 square foot of, of business entertainment district. It is seeking applications from entrepreneurs and artists um, who are interested. Small business owners will also receive marketing and design consulting, uh, seed money potentially, um, and, and this kind of also goes with this recent report here, a May 2021 study from the Brookings Institute found only roughly 70% of office space in Dallas, Fort Worth was occupied. Um, so again, one of the things that we always talk about is Fort Worth likes to act like it's this booming city. It's the 12th biggest city. Um, but really we're just a part of the Metroplex and we're benefiting from Dallas, Frisco and all these other areas that are actually getting businesses you know there's that research that mayor maddie parker shared where 21 of you know 21 of the big businesses that moved to dfw not one of them moved to fort worth proper um so um now it seems like to me it seems like the basses and the sundance people are like well we're nobody wants to take this office space so i guess we're gonna uh go ask our local people if they want to move in for free. It really is crazy to, I mean, we talk about the establishment of Fort Worth all the time. It really is crazy to see that establishment have to turn to local businesses and say like, if we're going to survive, we need to make this a place that locals want to come and hang out. And Sundance really hasn't ever been that not before it was redesigned and not after it's been redesigned. And this is kind of, a lottery ticket opportunity yeah, for, for sure. a lot of small businesses where not only are you getting a break on rent, but they're potentially looking at hooking you up with seed money for your project. So if you are a restaurateur, uh, if you're a chef, if you are an artist or if you make craft goods, there is a spot for you in Sundance Square to potentially open up a storefront right in the middle of downtown. Yeah, it's not something that comes along every day. Yeah, and what's I believe what's cool about the Sundance Square, since it's kind of bass, you know, private related, that it would be a lot easier to probably accelerate your venture, right? If you, um, if they see like what you're doing is vibing, like I know they talked about some crystal art lady that Sasha Bass became a fan of. Um, so if they end up really finding traction with what you're doing, it could be a huge success. Um, and I'm just thinking about, I'm just thinking about the businesses I know that would, would really thrive. I feel like if they had a spot compatible delights, yeah. even though I don't know if downtown Fort Worth would be their vibe. Um, that's the other big kicker with downtown Fort Worth. It, it It's kind of, I, I don't know if like a lot of the East side Fort Worth restaurants 
who who've been looking for a way to maybe get out of just a trailer or a truck could they could they optimize there um but that's a a good thought that we're bringing into this is what dynamic of business are they trying to bring in what intentionality will there be around making sure it's a diverse offering um i mean even just having black individuals on the front page of the <laughs> sunday yeah. paper we're like oh wow like yeah. this it walking around sundance square like just not the vibe that you would uh expect and so are we going to be intentional around making sure that there are minority owned businesses, LGBTQ owned businesses that are getting to go into these spaces and make it feel like a comfortable place for Fort Worth locals to come hang out because really like it is an awesome spot. It's one of the like few really walkable uh, districts in the city. There's great places to sit and hang out. It's well like manicured, well kept. It would be an awesome opportunity for someone like a compatible delights that's only yeah. operating a few days a week out of a trailer uh to get a full-time space it's yeah. begging for something like that yeah i just don't know how i mean the most popping thing in downtown fort worth is like razoo's it's the cheesecake factory. yeah the cheesecake factory <laughs> so i just don't know if that crowd is going to be about like the local funk that you know is going to be around especially as a lot of people are coming in for conferences um I think there's a lot of areas like that in Fort Worth that they're well built out, but it's just hard to keep business. I mean, we talk about how in your area by the, by the theater, like that whole area seems like it should do well, but it seems like it's just difficult to get people to see all these different spaces in Fort Worth. Yeah. But I think the, the difference with Sundance square is you have this built in crowd of, uh, you know, Tourists coming in to see the stockyards like Sundance Square is an easy jet up Main Street with yeah. lots of hotels, uh, the convention center bringing in lots of people. So you you have this like built in crowd that, you know, is always going to be hanging yeah. out there, um, which uh, I don't know when I travel to a new city. I know we both travel a lot. Yeah. We're we're looking for small local businesses at, to support. And even when I would travel with Amazon, like I'd, I wasn't going to Seattle to, yeah. you know go get starbucks like i wanted yeah. a local coffee shop uh i guess starbucks is kind of local <laughs> to there uh, but i like i wanted to support small businesses and yeah. i know you're the same way and so i think that that crowd of people that are traveling into the city both for conventions and for fun like they're looking for something easy to get to regardless of if it's a cheesecake factory or it's somebody yeah. you know flipping vegan food yeah yeah. Well, let's go ahead and go into the big story. Yeah. Which I'm so, really excited for because uh, we didn't know like one, what's crazy is this week in news in Fort Worth was hella slow. Nothing was going on. And so um, I think we left the space to rant about Fort Worth. Yeah. So and, we're, uh, we're going to play a little fill in the blank game. Uh, and that's Fort Worth wants you to believe blank, but really it's blank. blank. And uh, we're going to maybe. Mitch was looking at us at the window yeah. earlier. <laughs> we're gonna throw. We're gonna throw away one of these. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna throw a few stereotypes about Fort Worth out the window, um, and kind of riff and jam on how we see Fort Worth and uh, what makes it special. You yeah. ready? You ready to get into this? For sure. So, Fort Worth wants you to believe it's Cowtown or even the Modern West. 
but you don't have to own cowboy boots to fit in. Yeah. 100%. Like, I think the problem with Fort Worth is, you know, we're, we're, we're really tied to the cowboy culture. Uh, the only time people are in Fort Worth is to go to the stockyards to feel like a cowboy for three hours, and then they go back to Dallas. And I think if we want to be a place where people stay in experience, we have to one day aspire to come to South by Southwest and have nothing with cowboy hats, cowboy boots, cows, or anything on it. Houston was able to do it. Houston has a large rodeo, but now Houston has an edgy, cool, there's branding in Houston that has nothing to do with Western culture. Um, and so that is something that I think uh, Fort Worth has a lot of. I know uh, when people think of Fort Worth, they compare us to maybe like a Nashville. Um, but I think where we live in the east side of Fort Worth, we feel like there's a an Oakland, a Memphis, uh, a Detroit, a grittiness of Fort Worth that doesn't get to seen a lot due to this like rodeo um, cowboy culture of Fort Worth. What's kind of your take on it? Yeah, I mean, Fort Worth is just filled with artistic talent. And like we've got DJ Asa Ace like yeah. spinning all day out here. Yeah. Uh, super talented. And there are so many people like, I mean, Lou Charles coming on tomorrow, uh, Abraham Alexander, all these people that don't fit that mold of Cowtown. And uh, that's a culture that we want to continue to lift up. Like we we're an affordable place to live where artists can come and thrive in a culture of people that want to support local art and lift them up. And so I think that's kind of the, the side of Fort Worth that if you're, if you're not there and if you're not experiencing it, you really don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. And you also have kind of like, I mean, I don't know what the, like our, our views on Apple is usually because people think we don't like Fort Worth and because we don't talk about like we just talk about the honest stuff is Fort Worth is the largest city ran by a Republican mayor. And I think a part of the Texas Caltown culture, it allows you to hold on to that grip. I mean, Beto O'Rourke was in downtown Fort Worth and there was not one cowboy hat, one rancher, one thing. Governor Abbott showed up two days later. It looked like the stockyards. And so you can't symbolize what that actually is trying to do. So I think in Fort Worth, there is this other space. And I appreciate Fort Worth because it is a purple city. I'm not here to say that it needs to not have it because it's super important to our brand. Um, but there's also such another part of us as a majority minority city, you know, as uh, um, you know, our where I live, our zip code, you know, only 15 percent of the people in our area code. Is, is Caucasian. So that means, and we live in Fort Worth, right? Fort Worth ISD, 83% of kids who go to public school in Fort Worth are black and brown, right? So that's a whole different universe of Fort Worth that I think no one has seen to be able to tap into. And we should truly aspire one day to do something like this. And there's not a single Western thing up. Not because we shouldn't be proud of that, but I think there's just, we become a multifaceted city rather than one right hook, one haymaker, that we currently are today. Yeah. And to uh, talk about like the future of where we're going with that, like we've got a national Juneteenth museum Opal coming Lee. in. Yeah. We've got Opali and uh, the rallying cry around her for having made uh, Juneteenth a national holiday. And so in the coming years, we're starting to see the historic South side get developed in a way that magnifies black excellence and black businesses. And so that's something that gets us really excited. 
And I, I think that's the future of Fort Worth when it can point to itself as a place of saying, we understand that our tourism industry revolves around not just the stockyards and yeah. we have these other pillars in the city that we can continue to lift up and support uh, the tourism industry as well as making people want to move to those areas and uh, feel comfortable being themselves in those areas. Yeah. But I think our generation is very much like how boomers are about like war museums in Vietnam and Korea. Like we are about like black spaces. So I think like we will go to civil rights museums. We will go to, you know, museums that talk about black voice and they have Opal Lee, you know, Juneteenth, we could become a place that really people are coming to Fort Worth to have a, a black experience. And that's like extremely powerful. Um, and there should be an inclusiveness where those people feel like they can go to the stockyards and right. still enjoy that. Put on a cowboy hat, feel like a cowboy. I love bringing people who've never been to Texas and doing that with them. But, um, you know, Fort Worth can't be a place where people act like a cowboy and then leave to go to their actual home. Right. You want Fort Worth to be somewhere where people stay. Yeah. You ready to move to yep. the second one? All right, so Fort Worth wants you to believe that it's a big, thriving economic city, but really, it's looking for trailblazer, trailblazers to come and leave a mark. So Fort Worth is the 12th largest city in the United States. That's a fun fact that you will probably get anybody on, on a trivia question. Fort Worth is bigger than Atlanta. Yep. It's bigger than San Francisco. But people don't know that. And that's because there is a lot of space for entrepreneurs, trailblazers, change makers to come bring their pioneering spirit into the city and leave their mark. Yeah. And with that, it's right. What do we say? Like the reason why Fort Worth is 12 biggest city is because you could be like 20 minutes north, like where Round Rock is here and still be in Fort Worth. Right. That's the issue. Like it's it counts so much of the land. You said something about how if Milwaukee was the same space be 1.2 million people. Yeah, where we're bigger than Milwaukee today when really like I just got back from Atlanta. There's no way density-wise that we are bigger than Atlanta. Um it's so we're actually I would argue much more closer to the 40th 30th biggest city in America. And what that means is there's space for people who see gaps in the market and creative ways to do things to come into Fort Worth and stand out in the crowd. You don't yeah. have to come to, you don't have to go to Silicon Valley and be one in a, a million trying to make something happen, hoping you hit your lottery ticket. Yeah. You can come to Fort Worth, be one in five, one in 10 yeah. with your creative ideas and really stand out. Yeah. And I feel like both of us have seen that we're both entrepreneurs. And as we've launched our businesses, we get press like people yeah. cover us even just like this podcast taking off. Yeah. If we tried to start this in any city bigger than Fort Worth, we would be, you know, one in 50 podcasts trying to wrestle for listens in yeah. about news and politics. Fort Worth is the best city for ROI on attention, right? Like here in Austin, you say you run a startup every fifth person in Fort Worth. There's five people. But so it's it's really the open frontier like it's it's a space to um, really be a big fish in a uh, small pond. But the small pond is also connected to Dallas, connected to the 
you know, the largest metro, the fourth largest airport in the in the world. You can go one way anywhere from Dallas, Fort Worth, um, you know, and it's not like out of the city. And I think about us in this podcast. I mean, we started this podcast over the pandemic because we were bored and, you know, we were already reading the news, sharing stories with each other. And we saw how poor voting uh, turnout was in Fort Worth, how poor um, people knowing about the full story of Fort Worth. But we got all f- four mayor, can- three mayor candidates, mayoral candidates on, on the pod. And they're like, yeah, sure. And now, um, you know, we got the city council people who reach out to us if we got something wrong or something new. So, like, we also, you know, we're just two guys who have some small businesses in Fort Worth. But um, you wouldn't be able to do that in an Austin um, because Austin's overattentioned. Like everyone, you know, I, I, I feel like Fort Worth should aspire. Um, Robert Stearns from Economic Development, his team asked me, what should be Fort Worth's goal? And I said, our goal should be to be when people say where you live and we say Texas, they say, oh, I hear Fort Worth is cool. Right now, that's Austin. Anytime, you know, you're somewhere else, they're like, oh, I hear Austin's cool. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but let me tell you about this other place, you know. So I think like that should be Fort Worth's goal is to become, you know, 10, 15 years from now, be like, oh, I hear Fort Worth is cool. Um, because, he- and that's where it is right now. I think it's like it's super like Austin 2001 before all the like showed up. But you got to be able to be like, you know. Yeah, well, and even, even to highlight the the things that are here at the Container Bar on Rainy, yeah. like Visit Fort Worth didn't exist like a decade ago. We didn't yeah. have like a, a tourism department uh, really going out and trying to bring things in the way that we do. We didn't have a film commission until like five or six years ago. Yeah. Now we've got 1883 filming here. We've got all of these major projects that you would be really surprised to hear about coming to Fort Worth for filming. Uh, I mean, we've got people see a, a gap in the market in boutique hotels. They say, I'm going to build a boutique hotel. I personally, like I see a gap in the market for independent film. I'm going to bi- build an art house cinema yeah. um, in education. Like yeah. I see a gap in education here. I'm going to build a company that meet that fills those needs. And there's so much space, so much opportunity. We've got Sundance Square begging for innovators to come in and say, we don't have this here. I want to build it. And uh, here's potential seed money and space to come and uh, meet those needs. So if you are looking for a place where you can come and stand out in the crowd in a major city with major economic resources, Fort Worth is the place to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You ready to move to the last one? Yeah, let's make it happen. Oh, I know. We have economic. Did we do that one already? Yeah, that was part okay, of Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fort Worth wants you to believe it's not Dallas. And that one's true. Yeah, yeah, that one is true. <laughs> that one is true. Yeah, yeah. You know, all the time as Fort Worthians, when you travel somewhere and you say, hey, I'm from Fort Worth, and someone kind of looks at you like, yeah, like, I don't know if that's a place. They're like, oh, is it near Dallas? You're like, yeah, but like, we're different. Yeah, yeah. But let's be clear also, though, like, Fort Worth has a lot of, like, we should be worried for us, you know, we're only Fort Worth people call it Dallas Fort Worth. Like, outside in the regular world, they just call it Dallas. And, (laughs) 
And also, like, if you statistically probably look at what's happening, it's no longer Dallas-Fort Worth. It's DFP, Dallas-Frisco-Plano. Because everybody's moving north Dallas into the Frisco, into the Plano. No one's coming to Fort Worth to live. So, like, I, the part of that I missed on our last one is, like, economically, Fort Worth is just a part of the Metroplex. We're not getting cities. I mean, we're not getting businesses. Um, we only have – we have only, what, $2 million in our, in our city budget to recruit businesses – some super small, like a small town, um, Irving, Texas, Arlington, all do venture capital better than Fort Worth. Like it's very embarrassing. Like, um, and that's what is interesting about the city is that we have people like Innovate Fort Worth coming in and saying we want to change that. We see the opportunity there. We see the gap in the market and we're going to lay the groundwork to make sure that that changes. And so I think that's where Fort Worth has a bright future is people looking at our opportunities and saying, let's fix this. Like we don't need to be riding the coattails of the Metroplex anymore. And so whether we can continue to actually like branch out and land a big company or continue to land you know, like these linear labs and uh, companies of that sort yeah. of si smaller size, but that are really changing the way business is done in so many aspects. Like, I think that's where Fort Worth is going to make its bread and butter moving forward. Yeah. And we have to be able to like, I think we have the, our first, we were the largest city without an accelerator. Like that's how behind Fort Worth was like, without a, an incubator set up for startups. And so now you have tech stars and they're doing their biotech accelerator mm -hmm. in Fort Worth, which I think Fort Worth can be positioned to be a, a biotech um, hub for the country. I mean, the way semiconductors have became in Phoenix uh, and you know electric batteries in Atlanta and, and Nashville, those areas have really boomed because of 21st century innovation. So Fort Worth is now jumping to even do that for institution so not only are they putting their money in small businesses to move downtown they're also putting their money and bringing accelerators to fort worth to invest so it's a really great place to pioneer um and get a lot of champion because i think fort worth realizes um we can't just have people visit take a picture with a with a with a cowboy put a hat on with a longhorn and then leave <laughs> they, they want you to do you know they want you to stay um and i think if we can start investing as much as we do in visit Fort Worth and the economic part of Fort Worth, um, then you also change the culture. Cause I feel like our, today our entrepreneurs, our best entrepreneurs are all lifestyle entrepreneurs, mm. right? Barbershops, um, hotels, candles, ice creams, like, but not like software. Mm. Um, and that I think is where I think we could build a culture, uh, for. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you ready to move into our wins and losses? Let's make it happen. All right, my loss for the week is there's a little back and forth spit between the Police Officers Association and City Council this week. Uh, basically, Fort Worth Police Officers Association or the police department wants to buy this like military-grade armored vehicle for transporting police around. Uh, and a, a number of city councilors voted against it because why do you need <laughs> freaking armored military grade vehicles for transporting cops around and the head of the police officers association who 
just tends to be an antagonist anyways uh, and hopped onto Twitter said these people hate cops they're anti-police um you know Elizabeth Beck is a military veteran yeah. uh, and he's saying that to her um and she's like no it's not that like why do you need a third of these vehicles do you need to do like a parade around town with showing off your armored cars like there's no reason for this uh and so that's just kind of my loss is that uh, the poa continues to just kind of antagonize people for no reason uh paint negative pictures of city council for things that we do not need in any way shape or form even if it's being paid be like our third tank yeah why do you need yeah. three of them? Like, not even why do you need one of them? Like, why do you need three of them? Yeah. Even if the federal government's paying for it, like, where where is our uh, conservative wing saying, like, why are we spending money on this? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So that's my loss for the week. Like, very petty, taking to Twitter and just kind of acting like a teenager. Yeah, yeah. Fort Worth police be doing that, though. All right, so... um, I'm going to go to the school board uh, in Fort Worth ISD. So trustee Jacinto Ramos on March 8th announced he will resign from the ninth member board, setting up the district's second special election for the May 7th ballot. As president of the board, you also have Scribner, who also superintendent of Fort Worth ISD, retired. So you just have leadership as a whole, um, leadership as a whole in Fort Worth having a massive gap. We have a transition and you're talking about a time where, um, if we're going to actually bring in companies or build inclusivity in Fort Worth, we need a, a public education system that can do that. We just passed the bond. We're going to upgrade some middle schools. Uh, so I just feel like with all these dollars in education and the chance to build um, a future forward Fort Worth where not all the everyone moves out and goes to Alito, um, we need some leadership. And it just seems like Right now, we're going to have a big gap with losing two very iconic, hardworking people that we had, like Scribner and uh, Ramos. Well, and it sucks. Like, I can't blame them. You know, oh, yeah. teachers are are leaving so quickly. Like, these guys are taking just so much garbage from so many people that I can't blame them for leaving. But like you said, we're having a pretty big turnover. And who's going to fill those seats? Like, if you are frustrated with the way with the direction of Fort Worth ISD, this is your opportunity to jump in and say, I want to make a change in my district. Yeah. What's uh, what's your win? My win is that uh Carrie moon is not running for city council. <laughs> he is, he is, he's not running. He went to go run for district 93. He didn't make it. Um, but, and he could have had the chance to rerun for his current city council position. So now you have the potential of having someone completely new. Tara Wilson, like, would be a huge. You talking about the dynamics of Fort Worth City Council? Uh, a Latina, uh, a medical professional, um, would be huge, and I think that would be super cool. Um, yeah, Tara Wilson seems to be the only progressive running. Uh, it looks like there's two or three conservatives running, and that'll be on the ballot in May. So yeah. coming up in May, we've got a number of bonds that we're voting for, and uh, school board people as well as if you fall into Carrie Moon's district uh, you'll be voting for a new city councilor for uh, an abridged one term before we do everybody again in 2023 uh, my win for the week is that for some reason Prince Harry was at the rodeo last weekend <laughs> like nobody knew 
he was coming and then all of a sudden you started seeing these pictures and i'm like no like it's got to be a doppelganger but no prince harry trying to go full american get into the cowboy spirit <laughs> yeah it was like what are you doing here but i, know, I, I so thought that's, that's really cool it is cool but i was like dang you know like it's really hard to get fort worth the way of its cowboy culture if like prince harry wants to be a part yeah. of it it's like, <laughs> it's like we're gonna double down hard now you know and then another um you know win for this coming week is the aac tournament had their basketball uh tournament here this week uh, my wife had a volleyball game and she was playing right next to penny hardaway and the memphis tigers team practicing i was like man i should have gone and watched uh and then the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament are headed to Dickey's Arena this coming week. So we're going to have a lot of people coming in and out of the city. Um, and it'll just be an exciting time, especially for that area around uh, Montgomery. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. I mean, and then I would say for us, a win is just getting to be here. It, yep, it's sure. a lot of fun Shout getting to, to Fort Worth getting to come down. To do this. Yeah. Meet a bunch of people and... Uh, you know, get to see people not familiar with Fort Worth really like pack the container bar yeah, yeah. and get excited about all the stuff that is happening in the city. Yeah. And if you're ever in the city and uh, want to see the other side, let us know. Yeah. Feel free to shoot us a DM. Tell us you hate <laughs> us. Tell us you love us. But if you're coming into Fort Worth, we'd love to show you around. Whoa.